Welcome to the Star Isles podcast, another edition of uh, arguably the best Sheffield Wednesday podcast around. Arguably. Is, is it arguable? Uh, not, not in our eyes, but um, <laughs> I'm sure many, biased. I think many people might argue the case against it. Um, I'm Chris Holt, sports editor at Star. We have got no Alex today because he is busy doing other things. And I do have, however, Steve's off as well, which is why I'm sat here. Uh, I do have our um, intrepid Sheffield Wednesday correspondent, Joe Cran, here with us, as usual, to run us through everything that's going on at Sheffield Wednesday this week and look ahead to the weekend, where Wednesday take on AFC Wimbledon at Hillsborough. Start off with that. Well, actually, we'll not start off with that. We'll start, you've just literally, well, a couple of hours ago now, come away from speaking to Darren and Lee Gregory in a press conference ahead of Saturday's match. What's a crack? Didn't mean to go. Didn't mean to go all Irish there. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where I was. Um, yeah. What? What's? What's come out? What was? What's the views of Darren and Lee? What are they? What's the mood it's, like? It's interesting because you know, as as these these weeks have been going on, the time we spend talking about injuries is getting progressively less. And that's that's great. I, I remember a point not too long back where the, literally the first 25 minutes of the call would be just Darren going, and this guy, and this guy, yeah, and that guy's not here either. But now, you know, we're getting to a point when we seem to be getting through all that. Um, so obviously still got a, a couple out because it won't be Wednesday without a few injuries. But they, they seem to be getting a lot sort of few and further further between, which is which is great. But... They just seem to be in really good spirits at the minute. You know, speaking to to Lee and obviously he's a Sheffield boy himself, so you know he's he knows all about what this club means to the city, and he just seems to be in a really good, really good space. Scored, I think, nine goals this season, got six assists so far. Um, it was interesting. He was talking to me. He's I hadn't picked up on it. I just said, I said to him, "You've scored a fair few in front of the cop," and he's like, "Yeah, only in front of the cop." He's not scored at Leppin's Lane end at all this season, so he says he feels he should uh, should start pulling his weight and, and get some goals at the other end as well. <laughs> Hopefully not when our goalkeeper's in it, by the way. Yeah, that would suggest that he's... Um... Well, you can look at it two ways. He's either scoring very important goals or he's just scoring goals when the match is already won in the second <laughs> half. So I'll, I'll let you decide which is which. Um, so, yeah, it, as you said, injuries lessening... That doesn't appear to be as much of a concern, um, bar of course the the probably one major one being being Josh Windus. Do we know yeah. anything about the length of time he's going to be out? It's looking increasingly likely that, that we may not see him the rest of the season, isn't it? So the we, we've got the same same sort of thing with with Josh's injuries all the way through. Darren's been very sort of you know strict on not giving time frames on it um, and it's the same same thing now he says they're taking it week by week he did seem relatively confident that they'll see josh before the end of the season though um whether that is the playoffs whether it's the last couple of games you know i, I don't think they're 100 percent sure on sort of the the rehabilitation time they haven't given us any kind of idea as to sort of how bad the setback is and obviously we can't really it's not something you can guess is it because if it's a setback that is exactly the same injury again, that could be a major problem. If it's a setback sort of semi-related to it, then maybe he could get it back a little bit sooner. Um, but yeah, with, with with Josh, we just got to wait and see. I think, you know, it's at this point now, it just, 
it's we've got to see it as it would be a major major boost if Wednesday if Wednesday got win that's back at any point you know I think if they get him back for the playoffs great if they get him back before that even better you know it's it's just a case of he's a is a player that can be a real game changer for Wednesday so if they do get him back then you know that's just a an extra addition on top of the 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 free scoring hours that we seem to be seeing of late anyway well certainly last week anyway um is it fair to say that um they're over that kind of minor blip did you see that as a bit of a blip the fact that they drew the games is probably a bonus um yeah yeah and, and they didn't appear to they didn't lose any ground really they certainly didn't there wasn't anybody able to really take advantage which seems to be a, a bit of a theme in league one this season there's nobody bar well actually even rotherham had a bit of a sticky patch and they're still way up there there's nobody really Certainly, in around where Wednesday are, that kind of that little group around sixth, fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, if you want. Um, nobody really wants to to really grab that place and and stake their claim for it. It's weird. Everyone seems to be in sync. Like when they hit a blip, they all hit a blip together. Yeah. And when they're winning, everyone wins together. So, I mean, there was a point when Wednesday won like five or six on the bounce. I don't think they moved because everyone was just in the same situation and. It's yeah. It's, it's been a weird, weird league like that this season. I, I, I think I think say, saying it was a blip from my side is more down to the fact that they just weren't able to get. They they were they were they weren't good, but they weren't necessarily awful. If you know what I mean, like they just weren't able to get that that final touch, that final like that little bit of penetration at the end, at the other end of the pitch. And I think you know at Cheltenham. They managed to to fight through having gone a goal behind, which you know we've spoken a lot about. They, they wouldn't have done that last season. They they also would probably have lost those two games that they drew last season as well. So there's all these little positives to take out of out of the run at the moment, and and I do think that you look at where they're at now, and you've got a, another home game against Wimbledon. You know, on paper, it's a another winnable game, and you just got to hope that people around you drop points. I suppose you know Wednesday could go up to fifth this weekend, which would be, you know, puts a little bit of breathing space there. I just think it's a Wednesday. A, a, Darren said when he came in, he wanted to make him hard to beat. And he's definitely done that. You know, there's, have they drawn too many games this season? Absolutely. But they've been hard to beat. And that is, you know, if you, if you stay unbeat until the end of the season, then you've got a chance. Um. What we did here today, sorry, I've jumped. I meant to talk about this earlier. Um, in terms of injuries, um, Shadipo, yes. Um, so it's been a kind of strange season for him, really, isn't it? This, yeah, very much so. Hasn't really been able to kind of show for 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 different reasons, really, I guess, and for various reasons, but he hasn't really shown what he can do, but. What what do you think he can offer now? He's uh, we've been told today that he's he's available for the weekend and yeah, he's definitely in the squad this weekend. So um, what what can he offer? Uh, what, and what can he offer differently than than since he's been out? Yeah, I mean it's it's a real shame because I remember sitting with Alex at the start of the season and you know we watched Shadipo in a couple of the early games in the preseason friendlies and he was one of the players that I was most excited about this season because he's. You know, he's direct, he likes to run at people. He got 11 goals for Oxford last season. 
And I, and I just saw him as a player who could come in and he can chip in in different ways with with goals and assists. And because he is that sort of that direct player who likes to run at people, he's a, he's the sort of guy that you know you feel can get people off their seats a little bit. And um, yeah, like you said, he's he's not really had a chance to do that. I think he's only got one goal for us this season um, in the league. And he's had his injuries. He was out of the squad for a little bit. I, you know, I don't think he's particularly suited to playing as a as a wing back, you know, I don't think it's necessarily his position. He's he's done it when when he's been asked, and and, and you would think that if you know if he was to come into the side now, it would be in that role as well. So yeah, he, he's not maybe not playing to quite his full strengths as as if you you know playing him as a as a left winger or a left left sided forward. But I do think that he's a sort of player that when you're cuz I I would be very very surprised if he if he starts against Wimbledon you know I'd I'd be expecting to see him off the bench and I do think he's a sort of player that that Wimbledon would be looking over if Wednesday uh, you know if they if they're needing a goal if it's still nil nil or level or something and they see Shadipo warming up I I don't think he's the sort of player that they're going to look at and go oh that's going to be great you know cuz he is tricky he's he's a sort of player that can come on and cause problems and and I think he'll have a point to prove as well you know he's he knows he's got seven games left now to, to show what he's capable of. And yeah, I, I hope Wednesday fans get to see a little bit more of the spark that we sort of me and Alex thought we saw of him earlier in the season. I suppose if nothing else, as you said, there he offers something a bit different so that if they needed to change it up in those last couple of games, as we've been talking about, where they just weren't really able to get that just just that a little bit of magic maybe was needed yeah. just to, to yeah. try and 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 get over the line and get the win in those two draws before they beat before they beat Cheltenham. Perhaps he is the key to that then just to change things up a little bit and, and try something a little bit different outside of of what Darren tends to do more generally. Yeah and I, I think that you know you you look at so on the left hand side obviously Marvin Johnson's had a great season and I think that you know his his delivery is He's up there with the best in the side right now. You know that that those sort of left footed whips that he's been putting into the box are brilliant. But you do know with Marvin Johnson that he's always going to try and do that. You know the opposition know that when Marvin gets the ball, chances are he's going to try and try and get a ball in. Whereas I think with Shadipo, when he picks the ball up there, all of a sudden the defenders go in. He, he might just be running at me. Yeah. He might he might try and you know throw in a couple of step up step overs, get round me. Um, and I think that with with the end of the season coming up and teams, you know, whether it's because they're battling at the other end of the table or because they're, you know, fighting for promotion, uh, there's the teams aren't able to sit in as much. And I think that that, that is the sort of the sort of team that, that Shadi Paul will be looking forward to going up against. So, yeah, uh, Wimbledon tomorrow. Um, I've just been sending out our daily newsletters which you can't subscribe to, by the way, and you get a nice little message from me every single day. Um, maybe a week ago, you would have thought, right, nailed on three points here, move on. But now that they've changed their manager, yeah, <laughs> it just throws a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a spanner, maybe, I can't think of anything less than a spanner. But it's a bit honest, kid. Yeah, it... it Let's just say it just adds a little bit of doubt to it, really, because as as we know, you get the kind of mythical new manager bounce. But I think it's been mentioned today, possibly by Gregory and maybe Darren as well. All your analysis, you might as well put in the bin because you don't really know. I mean, you'll have a fair idea how they're going to set up. or But 
You're not entirely sure because Mark Bowen could come in and completely rip it up and yeah, like you know, this is what I'm doing. Completely change the way they play, the style of play, and do that. He, you know, he doesn't have much time to to fix things. So there's a fair chance he could make quite a number of changes for tomorrow's match, which yeah, just makes yeah. things a little bit more difficult for Wednesday to prepare against. Well, that's the thing in it because it could literally go either way. He could come in and go right. I'm gonna I'm gonna rip things up. I'm gonna do things entirely my way. Or he could say, look, I don't want to change too much just yet, so I'll keep things similar. And Wednesday, you've got no idea which way it's going to go. I think it's, the, it's games like these where the old cliche of focusing on yourself is, is probably paramount because if, if you have no, no idea what you're going up against, you can only focus on, on what you're doing and the way you want to play. I think that there's a little, bit of a, a little bit of an underlying thing with this game as well because I remember speaking to Gregory after the Wimbledon game before at their place. And he was he was fuming, like he, they they sort of just thrown away. A, a, I think they were two 0 up, if I'm not mistaken. They were two 0 up, and they threw it away, and, and were hanging on by the end. And it was also the most disappointed I've seen Darren after any game. Way more disappointed after that game than he was against Sunderland when they got. When you they mentioned got that today, I think, didn't he? Did he mention yeah. it today? In the first yeah, what sort of yeah. He had a little moment after the game where you could just see he was just, just really, really annoyed by it. And I think that the. the it was a, it was one of those games where it just felt same old Wednesday. You know, the any progress that had been made, that was a game that a lot of people looked at and went, oh, right, so nothing's changed then. And it feels like there's been a lot of progress made since that day. And I, I, I think revenge is probably too strong a word, but I do think there's an element of this this game for, for Darren, for Wednesday, for, you know, all the players. Where they're looking at Wimbledon, going, we need to show how far we've come here, and you know we're we're on our own turf. We're going up against a team that, you know, we on paper should be getting a result against. So let's let's show that we have made some progress. The the match this weekend comes ahead of a kind of well, I'm not calling it double header because it's. They're not really beside each other, but they've got two really, really big games just after this one. Um, it's hard to say whether you, you don't necessarily need to put a performance in to, to get yourselves up for, for the next two games after that, but you don't want to be going to uh, Bolton and um, MK Dons trying to lift yourself, shall we say. It would, it would oh. be good for them to, to be to be going into that off the back of a another good win with the with their tails high. No, absolutely. You know, I think you know the the, the Bolton game, if if for no other reason other than the fact that there's going to be a massive following there. You know, there's going to be a biggest away day of the season for Wednesday. So it's a sort of game that you want everyone G'd up for. You want them going into it thinking, you know, we can we can really get something here. And obviously MK Dons are flying. You know they've had a they've had a unbelievable sort of last third of the season, uh, and they are going to be a very very difficult team to beat. So I think you I think you're spot on. Wednesday need to sort of keep this sort of rhythm going. The Cheltenham game there was a lot a lot of a lot of good to be taken from the Cheltenham game, not just in terms of the result, but also the way that they sort of kept battering the door down when it wasn't working. You know they found a different way to score. You know Lee Gregor was joking earlier about the fact they don't usually score from outside the box not really his territory um but they found a way and then after that they they kept on banging and you know they they got next thing you know it's three one four one it's game over 
And I just, I do think that it's, it's those kind of results, even though it is a, a division down, it's those kind of results that do show some of the sort of the progress that's been made at, at Wednesday. And I think that you go to this Wimbledon game and it's another chance to show that sort of next step that they're taking. And they, they, I think now we are at a point when any any bad performance, any bad result has the potential to knock things. And, and that's not just from... Uh, you know, a, a fan perspective, I think also from a player perspective. So the longer they can keep this going, the, the better it'll be for everybody. Got a comment in from Steve Brown there. Obviously, we want nine points from the next three games, but what would we be happy with, really? Um, Maybe it's an interesting one, that, is it really? Because as I keep saying, um, you know, what I'm talking about, about United as well in the Championship, you can't expect to go on long runs and um, even winning three in a row is is really difficult as you know as Wesley have seen you know as much as their kind of lengthy runs went on there there were a fair few draws in the yeah. most of it. um so to win three matches in a row well if they win and the, if they win the next three that will be obviously five to win four get myself caught up there <laughs> um but yeah it, it's it's almost a bit too much to expect to win all of those isn't it really i, th I think the way that the, the, the league one's gone this season i think it's a lot to expect in terms of any team you know even you, you look at sort of rotherham and how good they've been this season and now they've hit a little bit of a blip and they, they wednesday had their long run of wins you know a lot of the teams up there have had that that run i think plymouth are on one now where they've, they've won a lot of games on the bounce and then for me, I think if I, if I look at the next three games and I, and you go seven points out of them, I think it'd be a good return. Nine, nine would be superb and, and I don't think six would be the end of the world. Um, you know, it's it, it's just that the way that the league is set up the, and, and because of the way the teams have been playing and sort of, as we mentioned earlier, a bit in sync with each other, a loss can mean everything and you can drop substantially on the back of it you could also not move at all after defeat so the the results are only as important as the results around you at this this stage because we you know we've seen so many times that we've had really really good runs and and gone nowhere and we've had you know bad runs and not really dropped too much so you know what i think wednesday as again another another cliche that gets thrown around this this sort of end of the season you focus on yourself whatever happens around you happens I don't suppose seven points would be out of the question, really, would it? No, I, I think so. I think tomorrow, a decent return. A win tomorrow and then a win and a draw from either Bolton and NK Dons. Yeah. You'd take that. Absolutely. Um, David Benton, he has, well, he's, he's added to uh, his Barry's been outstanding in the last month. We'll get on to that in a second. He's also said we need five points at least. I think that's probably fair. I yeah. think you'd, you'd yeah. probably take that really. Um, just on Barry, um, I, I don't really have to say <laughs> an awful lot to be honest. Yeah. He's yeah. um, unsurprisingly named uh, Player of the Month today for March. Um, has this, do you think, been his best month of the season? It kind of has a feeling about that. Yeah, I'd say it's been his best couple of months, really. You know, yeah. he, he was. 
he's just been really, really good recently. I think he's he since he's he's been able to shift a little bit further forward, he's just he's really come into his own. He's getting goals, he's he's creating more. I mean he created a lot before anyway, but since he's since he's taken on that role, he's been been able to create even more than he was doing before. Um, I mean, statistically, it's already his best season at Wednesday, you know, in terms of his goals and assists. I mean, look, looking at this last award, I reckon there was four or five in there that if they'd won it, you'd have gone, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but I think with with Barry, the the way that he's sort of shouldered so much responsibility of the the way that Wednesday play and, and how much he actually has to get involved. I mean, you look at not just the uh, people talk about you know pre-assists and the 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 amount of goals that he's involved in the in terms of the build-up is is huge and i think that you know for for a player to have been at wednesday as long as he has and to still be playing 40 plus games a season is uh is remarkable and i think if wednesday are gonna get promoted this season if they're gonna make the playoffs you know you best believe that barry bannon's gonna be a big part of that Looking at the league table, so Wednesday have obviously sneaked in the sixth place there, uh, two points ahead of Sunderland, uh, three points ahead of Wickham, and five points ahead of Ipswich. Are we looking any further down than that? Portsmouth yeah. and 10th on 59 points, 10, 10 points off top yeah. six. Are we, are, we taking it, are we taking everything from Ipswich upwards now? I think so. I think so. I mean, I'm just looking at myself now as well, and I and I think that that gap between Portsmouth and, and Ipswich is probably too big to to close, especially considering you need everything else to go in in favour of you as well. Um, and I think even even possibly, you know, possibly with Ipswich, if if they have a couple more bad results, they can probably count themselves out of it as well. They have but played it, more games than anyone else as well. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I I think that's probably about right, Chris. I, I I think it's uh it's been that way for a while as well, you know, that when you looked at the form table, there was one point when I think all of the top eight had only lost one of the last five. And and that was just kind of the way things were going for everybody. So they I think they did open up that little bit of a gap. But yeah, I think, you know, it's it is a what we what we saying then if it's if it's what, nine horse race? Because you know, there's always a chance that MK Dons could sneak up into the top two as well. Now, well, that is that. Well, certainly the Formula Renault wouldn't be you wouldn't bet against it, given it particularly uh, Rotherham's slip in recent weeks. Yeah, um, the, and we're gonna have a couple of couple of games to play on them as well. Um, given how close we're well, given that Sunderland are the next team down. Do we still see them as being Sheffield Wednesday's biggest threat or are Wickham equally likely to catch them? Yeah. Or indeed are we are we um are we concerned too much with sneaking into the top six and, and maybe Wednesday could, you know, make themselves a little bit more comfortable, shall we say? I mean that that doesn't sound like us, does it? No, well that's why I, I, <laughs> I mean I must admit um <laughs> The kind of cynic in me has has felt that for for the majority of the season that they would crawl their way over the line like a desperate man in a desert searching for some kind of oasis. <laughs> I I would really really like to go into that last home game of the season, just knowing we're in the playoffs. It would be 
like such a nice day out. I I'm not entirely convinced that's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I to be honest, looking at the the teams there that are sort of battling battling with us, I I generally don't consider any of them uh, more of a threat than another one. If that makes sense, I I think that the way this season's gone, I do look at all of them and go a little bit of a run, and they could pip it. And I and I think that's what it's going to be like until the end of the season now. David Kidder's just commented there. Uh, just had a look at the fixtures. We need to go on a run because going into the last game against Portsmouth, facing both Hurst's son and Des Walker's son, feels like temp and fate a little bit. I kind of get that. It um, would, yeah. It, it would be... I, I mean, that's that's fun, really. <laughs> you know, it, it wouldn't be fun if, if the worst happened, obviously, but it, it's kind of... I know, I know George left under a bit of a cloud, but it's quite nice having... Two legendary Sheffield Wednesday players playing against them in, in that match. Yeah, don't worry, David. We we have spoken about this at length that it's absolutely guaranteed for George Hurst to score a goal that stops Wednesday getting into the playoffs. Yeah, um, particularly because he's been absolutely dreadful. He's all right. He's done all right in the last few weeks. He's started to find a little bit of form. But yeah, since he's left Wednesday, it's I, I not tell you what, It's a great time. It's a great time. <laughs> but it, I mean, it'd be nice if uh, if if David Hurst and and Des Walker pops along for it for the day as well, you know. It'd be a nice, nice little day out getting some legend, legends back at Hillsborough. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those days that has the potential to be absolutely brilliant or truly, truly awful. <laughs> Chris Waddle's son, Jack, must look on going, what happened to me? Yes, we'll start wrapping it up now. I think what we will look at is a prediction from you, Joe. For tomorrow, I'm gonna go two 0 Wednesday, one in the first half, one in the second. Lee Gregory at Leven Clean then. Well, he said it now, so fingers crossed. Uh, but it, it also, you know, it'd be it'd be nice for what this is. This is just purely from a t- statistical point of view. If Wednesday have one more goal scorer, they are the outright team with the most different goal scorers in League One. So. Bailey wants to score from a corner, that'd be great. I never know what way to take that. It always seems nice to have your goal spread out, but at the same time, you also want a 20 you just want, you want, you, you <laughs> want the goal scorer who's just banging yeah. him in every week, who you know he's going to score for me. And you know, you just go, right, no matter what's happening, <clears throat> excuse me, no matter what's happening in the match, I can guarantee you that that our number nine is going to come up and score a goal for us when we need it most. Yeah, I, um, look, I, I'd be really interested to see. I mean, we'll never know, but to see what Lee Gregory would have done if he'd not had his injuries. You know, his his yeah, goals no, that, that's, really that's fair. I think. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm absolutely certain Lee Gregory could still do a job in the championship, and I hope that we do get to see a little bit more of him next year in a Sheffield Wednesday shirt in the championship. Yeah, I was I was looking at some stats today. If he if he scores this weekend, he'll be into double figures in the league, and it's the first time a player will have done that since Stephen Fletcher. Um, we haven't had a single player get into double figures over the last couple of seasons, so that'd be that'd be great. Oh, that's that's depressing, awful, isn't it? That's an awful <laughs> indictment over the past couple of years. Right, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks a lot, Joe. Don't forget, you can. Get all the best Sheffield Wednesday coverage. And uh, that's not arguable, by the way. I'm not arguing about that. <laughs> There's absolutely the best Sheffield Wednesday coverage around here at the star.co.uk forward slash football. Uh, you can subscribe to the stars so at the star.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. 
and I'm not going to say the star again because I'm tripping over myself here. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Steve might be here. I won't actually. Steve will be. I definitely won't be here next week. Um, where we'll wrap up uh, Saturday's match against Wimbledon and look ahead to that next big match against Bolton away, which I am actually quite looking forward to. Not that I'll be there, but I, I, I like. I like to see that crowd because nobody else goes. Their their supporters don't even turn up to their own matches. I, I can't wait for that game. I just think the atmosphere is going to be bad. Yeah, it will be the massive crowd going there of Wednesday fans. So that'll be one to look out for. But as I say, we need to get this one out of the way first and hopefully a good result for Wednesday tomorrow against Wimbledon. Thanks a lot. See you next week.